0: Thank mm-hmm. you. Welcome, welcome friend to the business of personal brand photography. My name is Paula Brennan. I am your host and today I'm bringing you a very special interview with a client of mine but fellow photographer and I wanted to bring Lizette on because I think that she's just got a beautiful way of articulating the vulnerability that we can all feel around marketing ourselves and we had a very frank discussion about what personal brand photography can do for us as photographers when we turn the cameras back on ourselves. Now, Lisette has been a beautiful family photographer for over a decade, and she has transitioned recently into personal brand photography. And so she actually came on one of our recent workshop and photo shoot experiences. So I thought that she was like primed and ready to be able to share with you what her resistance was in coming to a photo shoot but also to to be able to share with you what the response has been and uh, why we as photographers should think and consider about having photo shoots not just once but maybe on the regular as well. So my friend I am so excited to bring you this conversation with Lisette B from Lisette B Photography. Hi Lisette so nice to have you here.
1: Thank you, thank you for having me today. It's a little now, bit exciting.
0: I just need to preface this and say I literally asked Lisette to come and do this podcast yesterday. So thank you so much for doing it at
1: such last minute. That's okay. That's okay. It's probably better to put me on the spot. I can't think about it too much. Yeah, yeah, absolutely,
0: absolutely. Okay, so Lisette, let's take it back a little step and let's yeah. go back. How did you end up coming into photography? What's what brought you here?
1: Um, I was the one at school that was always taking photos with the little pink camera, which I guess everyone in my generation will know of the old, you know, little um, Instamatic. And so I always have loved it. Documenting life was basically what I loved doing. And it wasn't until I was um, probably in my early 20s and I came across a friend and She knew someone who was a lecturer at Griffith Uni studying photography and I said to him I loved photography and he said look would you like to do some private lessons and so I did probably just a term where once a week I'd go over and uh, and I learned all the old film, the developing and that's where it all started and then from there it probably um, just stayed as a hobby until I had children and then when I had my children I finished working for a while and we had decided that I would stay that way until the children went to school. And I said to myself, this is a great opportunity. If I can sort of get this to a point where I think it's going to be able to be a business, then I'll do it. And if not, then when the kids get to school, I'll have to go back and work somewhere else. So it just went from there really.
0: What a nice snapshot of time to have that you can sort of be creative without the pressures of feeling like it needs to be a thing.
1: Very fortunate because that is not what a lot of people have. So we were very fortunate that I had those four or five years where we had decided I would be at home to do that because trying to do it with a full-time job, I imagine, would be really difficult.
0: Yeah, I think it (laughs) it would be hard. Yeah, but I mean, let's face it, being a mum is a full-time job too, oh, yeah. so that's oh, up yes.
1: to you. <laughs> yes, definitely.
0: I don't think you're alone. I think a lot of women end up in photography in similar places. Like we, we've had Indeed. a chat about this before where a lot of the time you sort of pick up the camera because your social world is that and that sort of becomes your your target market or your, your audience base. Is that what you yeah. found?
1: That's exactly right. So, you know, when my When my children were babies, I had friends who were having babies and I would take photos of my children and then they would say, Oh, can you come and take some of mine? And I'd think, oh yeah. And that was really, it it was through that that they would, I sort of thought, gosh, you know, this could be something. And then exactly right. As your children grow, you've got a whole community around you. You know, you've got friends and then you've got the local community and play groups. And it's just actually very easy to build a business in that circumstance with children around you so yeah and that's sort of what has led me to now with my children being in high school a different era for me yeah
0: let's talk about that because I think a lot of uh people who are listening might be at similar stages because I know as you know when you get to teenage kids I've got a 16 year old the last thing she wants to do is have a family photo shoot, oh you know, so it's kind um, of like your your market sort of ages yeah. out after a while, unless you keep remarketing to them, right? It does,
1: it does. And and that was sort of what brought me to try and look at my business, which just, um you know, and, and I'm sure there's other photographers in this case. I was so fortunate that it was just word of mouth. I didn't have to market myself. Um, people would just find me through word of mouth and What I did for them, it was something I just knew really well. So it was almost just like it was like a job. I just knew what I was doing and I did it. And then all of a sudden when you get out of primary school, you do lose a lot of those social contacts because once you get into high school, you're not sitting at the school gate talking to people. You're not you know, going to all the barbecues. You're just sort of all of a sudden there. And teenage kids don't want their photos taken in general. So that whole world of the younger playgroup sort of left and all of a sudden, Um, work did slow down. And I just sort of went, Oh, geez, I better start marketing, I better actually do something about this. And then that got me to thinking. And then I thought, you know, i had done a couple of branding shoots for small businesses along the way, you know, mainly children's um, clothing, attire or things like that. And I loved the creative side of it. So I thought, what if I could try and fill up my weekdays a bit more with shoots and less on the weekends, because you'll probably know this, as the kids get older, their weekend activities become huge and you turn into an Uber driver all weekend. (laughs) So it's harder to book in more of the family shoot. So I was looking for a change and I wanted something, you know, I'd been doing that now for 13, 14 years. I wanted a bit of a challenge. And so that was, that's what sort of started leading me into thinking, I wonder if I could do branding. I wonder if I'm good enough to do branding which is, you know, another stigma that a lot of us have if we're self-taught photographers.
0: Yeah, it's fu- it's a, that's a funny energy, that whole, I wonder if I'm good enough. When oh my gosh. Effectively, you're doing the same thing, you're photo documenting, yeah. right? Yeah, but it's just definitely. it's sort of I think a lot of people go back to ground zero and feel like they need to learn all of the skills
1: all over again. And it's like, really no, it's just yes. a shift, a transition of skills into a different it, it is a shift, yeah, and it's a mindset shift as well. You know, it's it's that mindset shift of not feeling just like a hobbyist. You know, if you have if you have the degree behind you, you've sort of got something to grasp of. But if you could spend years and you might be amazing and probably, you know, know so much in the field that you photograph and you may not have all of some of the studio techniques, but it's so hard to get past that feeling of I'm a hobbyist, especially when you're not going to a studio or if you're working from home.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. So, so true. I want to touch base a little bit here on like I guess what's happened too is that you've maybe perhaps even outgrown your market to a certain extent unless yeah. you wanted to keep knocking on their doors. So what is what is it about personal branding I guess that sort of has attracted you apart from like the working hours is there sort of an attraction to the client base as well and the stimulation from maybe tackling a different subject matter?
1: Yeah, yeah, it was definitely like um you know, I'm probably being in my fifties now, early fifties. Can I say that? Early fifties. And looking fabulous. Um, I've got a whole new group of women who our children are grown up and they're still friends of mine, but they're all in different professions. A lot of them have gone back to work or started new careers and um, they will come to, they were coming to me saying, oh, I sort of just need a headshot for my LinkedIn or I just need this and, and. I sort of realised that when I took their photos, they were like, oh, wow, oh, I didn't realise I could look so good. So it, it was a shift for me where I've now got a base of women who are probably a bit older, but um, are needing these sorts of photos. And, and when they see that, it's just sort of branched off into, oh, well, maybe I should get some more done. And it was me trying to say, well, it's really easy if you have a bank of photos that you can pull on. And that was what sort of led me to coming to you to have just to encourage people to have not just a headshot, not just one headshot that they use everywhere, but a few different images that when they need to pull them out, they can. Yeah, I'm fortunate that the work I've done has sort of led through the people I socialize with.
0: Yeah, I don't yeah. think you're alone. I found a lot of my social group uh in you know mid to late 40s going into yeah. the mid mid 50s and i find the same thing is that there's kind of like a charge towards making something for yourself do you know yes. like whether it be grabbing back onto your career because now you can sort of focus back in on it whether it be building a business whatever it is just in general empowering of yourself there's yes. sort of like a <laughs> i i I don't want to say this word, but from living selflessly to now sort of maybe taking back empowering yes. and, and taking back ownership of a few things. What and, and
1: it definitely is because I think um, whatever your age group is, the people around you will relate to you. If you've got a small child, the other mums are going to know that you're going to sympathise if their baby doesn't behave or all that sort of thing. They know that they've got you in that regard. So at this age, they know that I know how much it can be intimidating being in front of a camera when you feel older, you don't feel like yourself. So I think that's going to attract that age group. So it's natural that I would probably try and target this age group because I can relate to them. and I think if you put someone at ease straight away, then that's um going to help the whole shoot from the beginning, really.
0: Yeah, I like to say this all the time. I think you are your ideal client, really. Do you yes. know? <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. I think I'd be a difficult client for myself. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, let's talk about this because this is why I wanted to really chat to you today is because you've recently obviously come along to our folio building workshop and you had a photo shoot alongside of yeah. that as well. And so I wanted to maybe talk about what was the motivation to hit go on the button to actually book that okay. in for you?
1: yeah. Um, I was a shocker because I am one of these people that sits on the fence for probably like a year or two. I think I might have even tried, I, I almost got to signing up for something with you like a year before or something in touch base, but I didn't have uh, a lot of it for me is confidence in myself. But um, just putting that that budget aside and, and just learning now, as I've learned, because like I said, you know, I sort of was lucky. I, I had jobs coming in and it was all easy for me. But knowing that you have to invest in the career continually to update. And I didn't realize that because I hadn't been. So for me to take this step, I knew that I needed to probably do a bit of upskilling. I really knew that I needed to hone in on a few poses and things and I'd come across you because I'd started looking at other branding photographers just to see what's happening out there. And I found you and I was like, oh my God, she's so professional. Holy heck. (laughs) And I then, you know, started looking at the courses and things and I just went, you know, I really need to just see what's happening in the world now and, and doing that. So, um, when the workshop came up, I just, it was just a moment when I saw it come through. It's almost like it was meant to be. And I just went, I'm just gonna press go, 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 do it. Don't even think about it. Um, you need this. You know, it was a little voice that had been nagging away at me for ages, but I needed it for um to put myself in a bit of an uncomfortable zone to forward my education. And also, I was getting to a stage of my career where, honestly, I was a bit lonely because even though I'm working with people all the time, it's so funny. But I find when you go out in a social situation, people will say, um, oh, what do you do? Oh, I'm a photographer. Oh, that's nice. What do you do? You know, it's like weddings or I might do a bit of portraiture or and they go, oh, that must be nice. And then that's it. You don't get much more than that. So I've, I have started to say it's going to be important for me. I think I need to get the in the community with other photographers and talk. So I knew that you'd said it was in a way, you know, a situation with other photographers, and I went, oh bugger it! I need to get out there and just meet some other people. So yes. that's what drove me to it. It was all perfect. Sunshine Coast was was great.
0: Okay, so I want to say this, guys. Um... Just so you know how we went about marketing this because we put the workshop first because the folio building aspect of things is the sexy button clicker for a lot of yep. photographers, right? But on the backstop of that, on the page, there was the opportunity to book photo shoots with us too. Yes. So obviously one of my main motivations is I want to photograph people, right? So yes. I want to teach photographers, of course, but I also know the value of having photos as a photographer and how yep. little we do this, right? A lot of us don't put ourselves front and centre. You made the decision when you made the booking to book a photo shoot. So tell yep. me about
1: that. What was that yep, about? That was true. And, and um, yeah, that was a big factor too. The, the ability to say, yes, I need to have some photos of myself, you know, in the branding imagery and um, to see you work with me too, because I knew that I was a, quite a self-conscious client. So I knew that I would benefit from that too. But also just to start that process of saying, I'm encouraging my clients to get a bank of photos together. Am I showing them my bank of photos? And and I wasn't. I was just, you know, maybe talking on camera a little bit and doing a few things there, but I didn't actually have any great images. And every time I thought, oh, I should just post a photo of myself, I'd go through my photo roll and go, oh my God, there's nothing here that's decent. I really need to just have something to draw on. So it was it was the perfect combo. And I think that is what made me just sort of go do this. Just do it, if nothing else. And um, a big thing was having the hair and makeup done too. Yeah, just right. I mean that I was just going to turn up. I had the ability to have my hair and makeup done so I knew I'd be feeling nice and then being able to have photos, but at the same time to do, be able to do the workshop and learn a lot. So it was a great combination.
0: That's the thing that gets a lot of my clients across the line is that yeah. we take care of everything. And I think that oh, if yeah. you're listening to this, there's an episode coming in the next couple of weeks with Melina, um, my makeup artist, but and we talk more about this. But that is a lot of the time the thing that gets people across the line. And I do think it can yeah. feel like an expense and something difficult to organise, but it can be the difference between a booking and a not
1: booking, I think. Definitely. And and just I think a lot of women have a fear that they're going to not like the makeup. I think they're going to feel, oh my gosh, I'm going to feel so made up. I never like it when someone does my makeup. I always like to change it. Um I think you're fortunate. You've got, you know, I, I met Melina and um the twins and the the makeup was fantastic.
0: You know, yeah, everyone and
1: it- I saw who was done up, it was natural. It it you know it wasn't over the top and they were they listened to them you know they were sort of saying you know do, what do you like so I think that's a big key if you are going into the branding too and and you you get those girls or makeup artists behind you um, but that was you know that was a little concern of mine I was a bit like oh am I going to look like me but it was great.
0: Again, I'm going to save this for the episode that's coming with Melina, but I will say that I have done a lot, had a lot of awkward conversations with makeup artists over the years to make sure that we get to that point. And I'll be talking about that with Melina. But yeah, I do think that that's a huge part that makes a huge difference in the the clickable, Mm -hmm. like, you know, is it a book now or is it a maybe think about it and do it later. So let's talk about your own energy then, I guess, leading up to the photo shoot, because I'll be honest with you, As a photographer, sometimes photographing photographers can be really nerve wracking for me too, because I wonder how critical you're going to be, how you, how, how you're going to, I know for me, I actually have make a decision when I go for a photo shoot that I just decide to let go and surrender to the process. And even if it's not working, I won't try and problem solve for the photographer. I'll just learn from it. (laughs) Yeah. How did, how did your sort of
1: how was your feelings
0: coming up to the photo
1: shoot? I day? was nervous uh, because, like I said, it's I had done one other workshop when I very first started, and that was to do with portraiture. Um, I hadn't done anything. So it was the first workshop I'd actually done with other photographers. So I was nervous because I thought, oh my gosh, and they just going to think that I'm, you know, hopeless or that I don't know my thing, or am I going to be put on the spot? Or, um, is it going to be competitive or are they going to want to see the back of my camera or so so yeah if anything i was nervous but um oh it's such a lovely group of ladies and and i think that was huge for me in just knowing that it's so important now that i get out there and i meet other photographers and i connect with them because um everyone on the same day had the same concerns we were standing out the front you know, before we came in, and and just introducing ourselves, and everyone, of course, was really lovely. But um, you know, we were saying, "Oh, you're nervous," and like, "Oh my gosh, I'm so nervous, I'm so scared." You're all going to think, you know, I'm hopeless. But um, it was great because I think it did make us all relax when we all knew we were in the same boat to come in and then just allow the process to happen. Yeah. So so it was it was, you know, that was such a big thing to photograph with other photographers to realize that that there's not, you know, most of us are the same. We're all in the same boat. It's it's not really intimidating at all once you get in there.
0: No, that's the thing. I'd have to say, like I love when we open the doors to the house and everybody yeah. walks in and it's like, you know, I can feel the nervous energy, Isn't but it? also yeah. too like like seeing people actually just start to let their guards down as the as the day goes on it's just such oh, a beautiful definitely. experience and like you know yeah. s- start to show vulnerabilities as well I don't know at like how did that play out for you did you feel sort of like in a safe environment to be able yeah. to kind of let people definitely uh,
1: um during the process of the day what I actually found was everyone did open up and we would even start asking each other things so we weren't scared to sort of say oh my gosh i didn't know our camera's could do this function and 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 you just felt like you could relax you weren't feeling like oh i couldn't i couldn't let them know i don't know that or if someone was saying something about something then say oh well, why did you do it that way and and so it was totally relaxed and i would say that probably happened after you just did that initial first chat to get everyone just to say who they were uh, and, and then we watched you and we were conversing over that so that by the time we got to just breaking out and taking our own photos I think everyone was just okay we can do this let's just all band in together for the day so it was great yeah Yeah, good stuff I actually learned a lot from some of the other guys as well and you know there wasn't that feeling of um I should know it
0: that's the huge thing, I think we all have this misconception when we're looking at other people on social media and going, oh. Oh, "'ve got it all together." And then when you sit amongst a group of your peers, especially I think in an intimate environment like that, because I think yeah. a lot of the time in a lot of communities that are online in particular, the quieter voices can get shadowed by the louder voices in the in the room. Yeah. So, and I'm always like, funny enough, I'm all out here in my own little kind of universe, but when I've been part of any kind of like social media communities doesn't work for me, that sort of dynamic because I'm not the leader of the group. So I just feel like I I don't want to get it wrong. I'm afraid of saying stuff, but put me in a room of, of my kind of peers. um, I'm like, yep, 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 yep. Totally fine. And totally safe. I felt like that was same sort of thing for you.
1: Yeah. I just found I could just open up yeah. And, and, and I think everyone w- was like that. I think, you know, we're probably all similar in that in that personality type, um, but everyone started opening up about the things that they struggle with by having a photography business for themselves and everyone could relate. So, therefore, we just all instantly relaxed and it was more, yeah, it, it ended up feeling more like just a, a bit of a day together with other photographers to... Um, improve ourselves, chat amongst ourselves, answer each other's questions, and then just come away feeling like, yep, I can do this. I've got some great new skills, you know, great new advice. You were amazing in being able to just have a bit of time with each of us too. You know, I, I didn't feel like it was sort of like you were leading and you were over there and we were all here. It was very integrated, which was really good. And just having a couple of those times during the day where it was one-on-one with you and being able to ask you some really um, questions that may have been really important just for me for the day was awesome. So, yeah, it was so good.
0: But <laughs> Let's go move on to your photo shoot experience because I know that that was pretty like that was pretty epic for me to watch you go through that day. So talk to me about that. Oh,
1: it was so good. That day was amazing. Um, I'd always wondered how a day like that could honestly be run so smoothly. Like I was like, how does she do all that? So being part of it was incredible. And just these are the women that weren't photographers as well. Once again, I'd I don't know if you try and gear together the same sort of personality types, but everyone just was welcoming. And the process of having, like I said before, your hair and makeup done so that instantly you you felt like your best self, you know, and the girls doing the makeup were there to say, if you're not happy with that, we'll just change it. Let's get you looking great. So you felt good. And then the way you and Alison were able to go through our wardrobe for us and just, you know, we sort of brought what we thought, but you were able to just pinpoint the outfits and things like that at the end. So the whole experience felt really effortless but it was a lot of fun like such a big day but it was just fun because i guess as photographers and i'm sure there's so many of us like we hate being in front of the camera that's probably why we're behind the camera (laughs) and so i was really nervous about how i would be i didn't think i'd be great at posing i didn't think i would know but I also was, had the benefit of learning so much from you in watching you pose us or give us the scenarios to make us fully relax so that the images just turned out looking completely natural in the end. And, and and I loved the fact that I could use the other girls in some of the photos as well so that not only they just weren't all of me, it was those interactive shots that are great for when you need to put something in your socials or you know, to give that feel of a client and photographer basis.
0: Well, look, I wanted to ask you, what did you learn as a photographer about being a subject? Because I'll tell you honestly, for the first maybe I'd say twelve years of my career, I actually well, for the first five years, I had no photos of me. But then there was yeah. a sort of a twelve-year gap after that. It was it sort of co- obviously maybe corresponded with me having my daughter as well. But I yeah. I was intentional about going and getting a photo shoot done at least every 18 months so that I could experience what it felt like on the other side of the camera and to learn see how other people's processes go watch their admin side of things watch the sales processes what were the big key takeaways for you through this process
1: I think it's important now after doing that that we all get in front of the camera because like you said you, you you made a point of doing it um I probably haven't. I've only done one or two family shoots over the years. Um, but for me, the thing was when you are that person, you start to learn very quickly the cues and things that you need to hear to make you relax. Or um, I think a lot of it was posing as well. You know, what i what I thought in my head might look right, just a little few tweaks that you would give us um, have proved to be invaluable in posing other clients and getting them to actually relax in front of the camera so I think and and there was even the the, the parts of the lighting you know when you were giving us advice on lighting and things like that you know things that I hadn't um, done before so it's so all of that side of it just made me realize that you need to get in behind, you need to get in front of that camera as well. And to just have someone else guiding you gives you all the ideas of how to get someone to really relax because that was the important thing. I think in the beginning I I felt so a bit nervous and everything, but it was the the way um, you and Alison directed us that made me say, all right, this is what I need to bring to my clients. And the only way to do that is for you to be doing that yourself. I think is, is, is really important. So it was that. And then, um, I think it was how, how you ran the workshop for the day, you know, the process of having a group of women come together all in, all in businesses themselves and, um, making each other feel good as well. So a lot of it comes in, in the personality you bring as the photographer to the whole shoot. So yeah, it was, it was good.
0: I think a lot of that comes down, same thing, similarly saying like I am my own, my ideal client and I'm quite vigilant yes. about how I market directly to people who are, like are similar so that yes. when I bring women together then the group is cohesive. I mean yes. you hear so much people bang on about your ideal client avatars, your niche market oh, and all no. of that kind of thing but yes. it really actually is the truth of the matter is when you can bring together a community of people who have similar values, similar right. situational things, similar interests, it does definitely make for a cohesive business, right? Like a cohesive oh, definitely. Group, a cohesive yep. life. It means that, uh, you know, every one of my clients are completely grateful and so beautiful and so endearing and so giving and so supportive of each other. So yeah. when you talked about that whole it's idea so of true. there being com- competition, there's never competition. Everyone's no. just like...
1: No. And I think the beauty of the day too was we were all in small businesses and they were all different, but there was so much that we could relate to on in the general idea of being a small business owner. I think that was a, a big thing for me too. It was like, oh yeah, everyone's in the same boat. We're all out there, you know, complaining about having to do the media or all the um, accounting or the marketing, you know. So, there was a lot to talk about with other people as well and, and that's probably what brought us together. We were all similar women, similar ages um, and I think we all just were very relaxed by about, you know, an hour in and then we just were like friends.
0: That was the thing, right? I remember the lunchtime and yeah. I was like, I almost had to drag everybody back yeah. to after the photo. Like I was like, all right, guys, stop socialising now. going. Yeah. And it's always like that on these days. Like that's the yeah. fun thing is like everyone could sit there and talk for hours because yeah. they just, you know, everyone's on the same page.
1: Oh, yeah. And and there was there was one other thing I should have said before. I'm sorry. When, when you were talking about what do we get out of the day, one of the big things I learned was the way you and Alison organized the day together. So when we were having our hair and makeup done, the fact that you two were just wandering around, you were getting it all, looking at us, looking at our clothes, It meant that from that point on, when we went, right, we're going, it was so smooth because you guys are going, right, I want to do this. And and so that organisation to me was like, this is a key element of the day. You can't just sort of say, oh, everyone's ready now. Okay, let's try this. Maybe we should do this or stand here or you guys therefore got the most out of us for the day. So that was a pretty important thing too that I took away was being organised in that respect.
0: I'll say that I think that a lot of that's come from my wedding training is because weddings okay. have so much structure and yeah. there's so much organization that and I recognized early on with particularly with women that I deal with, which is the same demographic as you, is yeah. um as your client base as well, is that the second you go um or ah uh, or maybe, Mm-hmm. they instantly start to get into their head and start to second guess things and go, yes. oh, God, maybe she doesn't have this. And, oh, oh, oh. you know, all of that sort yes. of stuff can start yeah. to take over. So that if like always this sort of, I guess, maybe a, a, like asserting a little bit of authority and a bit of, you know, structure yeah. to the day is a good thing because it yeah. doesn't allow people to get into their heads a little bit and overthink a bit.
1: No, no, it's true. And, and you know, I can honestly say I've been there where, I've put someone up against a wall, thinking it's going to be great. Then realized the lighting there is terrible, and I've just I haven't I haven't been game to sort of say, "Oh my gosh, I've stuffed up." Sorry, this is not where we should be at all. Um, and learnt the hard way by saying I should have come and tested this spot, or I should know. That that wasn't the great spot for them, and instead having to say, "Oh, look, I'm, I'm really sorry. We're just going to have to move over here, or we have to change this a bit." Which I know we still always do. It's just a matter of knowing, you know, before you get to that point, is this going to be the right spot? And you know, having the um, location that we did for that shoot, you know, was another important aspect. So quite often, I, would, I I do get asked to go to people's workplaces because they want some photos in there, and it's. I find that so difficult because the lighting and everything is just so different in every spot you go. So unless you're willing to go and do a full scout of it all beforehand, it's actually really great to bring people to you to a spot where you know you can get amazing photos, different lighting that will work for a lot of people in a lot of situations.
0: Yeah, I had a consult the other day with a client and she was like, I don't care, you just tell me where I need to be, Paula, I trust you because this that's is where I have to like shoot number four. And I was like, great, hand yeah. me a credit card, I'll book the location. Oh, that would be so
1: good <laughs> if that was what they were all like. I, I'll, I'll have people and they'll say, yeah, no, that sounds great. Well, I'll do that, but then can we go to my work afterwards and just do a couple of shots? And it's like, <laughs> oh, gosh, if I've got everyone doing that the one day, that's just not going to be achievable. But I think once they see the photos too afterwards, they... Um, realize that why you've done what you've done and why you've encouraged them to come to you to a location that works for everyone.
0: Yeah absolutely so talk to me about then what was your feelings when you saw your images?
1: Oh my gosh so here I was going oh, I just need like 10 photos just need 10 photos to throw up on Instagram every now and again <laughs> and then when they came through I was blown away it was amazing it was such a um Like take aside the fact that you're trying to do it for your business and that you need these photos. As I said before, so many women at my age just they don't like themselves anymore and we've got to try and get that back. You know, you're sort of coming to this age where you you know you're getting older but you have to accept it. And I think it was almost emotional to see, oh, my gosh, I look like that. Wow. You know, Um, and it was just it's definitely an empowering moment. And then just that relief that I can go, oh, this is great. I can just have these all here now and I can just use them for so many different things. So it it's more than just a photo shoot. You know, you <laughs> remember back in the beginning of the 80s, there was all those companies like Starshots or something. Yep. And I remember I went with my mum once as a present and they teased our hair up and they plastered us with makeup and they took this photo and we were meant to come out. The blue out of gels, it. Wow, the blue and I red look, gels. Yeah. <laughs> I look amazing. And instead we were like, oh my gosh. But it was a bit of that. That's what you get from it too. It's a bit of a, a personal thing where you say, actually, you know, I still look nice. I still look nice. And if you can keep that in your head, it helps you when you're doing your own photo shoots with other people. It's just it's actually more than just having nice photos of yourself taken. I think it's mm-hmm. a personal thing as well. Um, and it encourages like it just sort of made me think, oh, wow, I could I could do this again, you know, in when I've used up this sort of bank over again rather than me trying to create my own photos of myself when I need them, I'm just going to let someone else do that again, because it was Mm -hmm. so nice to be able to just be directed, to leave it up to someone else. Because as a photographer, if we're trying to take our own selfies all the time, we're too critical. I think you just sort of need someone to just go, just take them. And then if I like what I see, great, you know, and that's how I felt. And the videos, were um the same you know i didn't know i didn't even think i would need video um but when i saw them i was just like this is great
0: so talk to me then i guess there's two two questions i've got a two-fold question here yep. one is that there's a power in having had the result that gives you more conviction to be able to sell from sell to other clients and yep. tell them about the experience. With your own sense of reality around it right you you, like you're not just pulling you're not pulling shit out of the air sorry for swearing everybody but I think a lot of the time when you don't when you don't have that legitimate thing you can go oh you're going to up level your business then it's going to be fantastic and you have all of these words whereas when you can speak to somebody and go I know how vulnerable you feel right now trust me yes I've been there
1: definitely but
0: oh my god when you get those hits and those likes on that photo that you post, you are just, your whole world is going to shift and change. When you see these photos and you have the amount of images that I know you're going to have that are quality that are going to help you to really get over this big, huge marketing hurdle that you have right now, that level of conviction is one thing. But I also think that there's uh, a level of, uh, and here's the thing is, is the power that it's given you to have conviction over your, you and in your marketing yourself, right? Like, yeah. so I want to hear a little bit of feedback. Well, on
1: that. so the beauty of it now for me is, you know, I I love that idea of of having a group of people together, bringing them into a place, doing doing essentially what you did. I found it, um, you know, I think it was it was easier on so many levels to have other women doing it with me rather than just a single shoot. But um, with other clients going forward, they will see on my socials, these photos of myself. So straight away, they're and, you know, the ones I've posted so far, people who are following me will be, oh, that's a beautiful photo of you. Or, oh, I love that photo you put up. So instantly I'm seeing the recognition from it that I can pass on to my clients and say, you know, when I did this experience myself to put myself in your shoes, this is what I found happened. People noticed me more and and I was able to just easily put my face out there to the world um, without it being such a big block, which it has been for me for a very long time just to say, oh, I can't, I look stupid on camera. I look old on camera. I look, you know, every excuse under the sun. It's just um, so much easier now to pull that in. And if I'm, you know, asking to be on anyone else's websites or anything like that, and they'd say, just flick us a photo, it's, it's, it's simple. So I can now relate totally to just say to my clients, I've been there, I've done this myself. And I can tell you right now, and I can guarantee you're going to love what it brings you in your business. So it's pretty, I mean, it's common sense, really, isn't it? That you try something yourself first before you start bringing it out into the world for other people. Because I think people want to know that they can relate to you, especially as a photographer. You know, if you're coming into their little personal space and, and, getting under the 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 things that they don't want to, not having, not being in photos, not being able to pose, don't know what to wear, hate my body. If they know that you've been there, I think that makes a huge difference. A hundred percent. And that was a big point in me also pushing myself to say, just do this, just do it. You, you don't even know what you're, what you're trying to offer clients until you've really done it yourself. So yeah, it was a no brainer
0: it's such an interesting space because we're all the plumbers that you know don't <laughs> you don't have rusty rusty pipes or whatever like a lot of the yeah. time but you showing yourself walking your talk and you showing the kind of images yeah. that are going to attract other people. It's what we yeah. sell. And yet so many people resist it. And I myself resisted it for three years. I was, I have yeah. since post pre-pandemic, I had a photo shoot done uh, with amazing Debbie. Thank you, Debbie. And I i think it was like maybe three years to my next photo shoot. And I was yeah. horsing out the same images and it was the same thing. And like, so Yeah. I hope that this, you know, if you're listening to this, I hope that you can listen to both of us and just
1: yeah. understand
0: the the power of, of sort of like just stepping out of your own comfort zone in the service yeah. of others.
1: Yeah, definitely. And, and it goes beyond, you know, there's the two sides of the whole Instagram, Facebook, where you get the people saying, you've got to show your face, you've got to be on it, they've got to know you, and then other people going, no, I can be a faceless photographer, I don't need to put my face on, It goes beyond all of that. It goes to what I was saying before in that I've now experienced what I want to offer my clients. So even if I'm showing my face or not on Instagram, um, I can relate to where they're heading with it because they wouldn't be coming to me for photos unless they are needing them for their business. So just to be able to say, I've done it, I've done it myself and I can tell Oh, yeah, it's awesome. So, you know, some I, I sort of was a bit of that mentality for a long time going, I don't need to put my face on necessarily. You know, I know I should, but I don't need to. I can just post photos in here and there. The response I got from being on there a little bit was in, in, incredible. It blew me away that people would actually want to hear what I've got to say, or they'd want to see my face. But maybe with photography, it's important because it is a personal service we offer. You know, we're one-on-one with some people. So um, yeah, despite, you know, thinking as a photographer, we don't need to have these photos. If that's the business that you want to do, it's so important. You've got it behind you to be able to relate to clients.
0: I love that you've taken it beyond the simple marketing content aspect of things too, and gone into the experiential part. Like, because I think unless you can, you you know, there's there's a level of empathy that you can have, but um, you know, really being able to speak from a before and after situation too, yeah. right? Like what was my business oh. like
1: before and what's it what's it like after? Definitely. You know? <laughs> yeah, definitely. It was a it was a it was a huge change for me just committing and doing it. And then now saying, you know, every year I need to do something that is either community-based with other photographers or that is um Letting my, like, so there's, you know, there's so many little things I took away. But for me, you know, in my head the other day, I said, I need to get on to finding myself the makeup artist that I want behind me as a team and then doing something about that on my stories to convince women that, you know, getting your makeup and ha- hair and makeup done is not as scary as it seems if you've got mm. the right people doing it. Um, so, yeah, it was a lot more than just coming along, watching you work, and doing the workshop, having my photo taken and going, great, I've got these photos now. There's so much more for just your self-confidence if you're heading in this direction with your photography.
0: I love this. I love this. So if... I, I, look, my last question was going to be if anybody's sitting on the fence about having a, their own photo shoot photographers, oh, what yeah. would you say to them? But I feel like we've said so much. Is there anything <laughs> you like to add to that?
1: I feel like it just naturally happens it was anyway. It not marketing at all. It was just, <laughs> yeah. I, and I think, you, I think you probably picked up and, and, you know, this is some of what makes you such a great branding photographer is that... um I think you knew way back when I first contacted you about it that I was one of these photographers that sits on the fence for a while but you weren't pushy, you just sort of let it sit and and in my time when I came to you, um, it just for me it was just like, oh, my God, I should have done this three years ago. But so I would say to any photographers, if they are sitting on the bench about it, just do it. Like it's so worth it the investment you know yeah. i think i think we we get plowed down with oh my costs are so high with my software and my insurance and and you know even if you're not doing a lot of shoots or anything to compensate it's it's like an education and you think about any other career um you know they go to workshops they have to go to seminars they have to keep up their licenses and we should too and and that's the big thing i i, I know now is that I need to and I've committed to trying to do, you know, one or two at least workshops a year or something that makes me engage with other photographers or does something a little bit out of my comfort zone.
0: Mm. It's a shame here in Australia that the AIPP is gone, but there are oh, other groups and things yeah. that we can connect with. Um, that was a huge thing for me when I was coming up was just being able to go to an AIPP event once every quarter or so, yeah, um, definitely. and being able to get that. So we do, you know, um, we do need to sort of look and try and get, get Get that um going again running. if we can. Guys, anyone out there that's listening that was AOP that yeah. might be able to <laughs>
1: <Good> <laughs> hand <laughs> up.
0: <laughs> um, good stuff. Lisette, I'm so so grateful to you today for coming on and at such late notice as well. I really appreciate oh, it. And I know right. that everyone listening. To- yeah, thank you so yeah, much. Yeah,
1: thank you for having me. It was re- it was lovely. I'm I'm so glad I had the opportunity to come on and, and let you know personally how great that that whole um workshop and, and the photo shoot day was, for me, and um, my confidence in my business and, um, you know, where I want to head with it. So, yeah, I would say to other photographers we should all put ourselves out there, you know, stop, stop the stigma of what we think we should like and get out there and get educated a bit more.
0: Good stuff. Okay, well, thank you again. And, um, Pleasure. um I look forward to catching up with you the next time. (laughs) Thank you. Wow, wasn't she wonderful? I just love Lisette. I love her energy and everything about her. Now, if you are like thinking about having a photo shoot for yourself but you can't find a good personal brand photographer in your area please feel free to reach out to me on Instagram because I do have a lovely bunch of students inside of my academy who are all learning personal brand photography or masters of personal branding and just learning more about the business of personal brand photography and I would love to recommend any one of them to you. I've also got previous breakthrough students across the world so no matter where you are I'm sure that I might be able to you with a great photographer in your area. And of course, if you love the idea of doing one of the workshops like Lisette did and perhaps even having your own photo shoot with me, please keep an eye on our workshops page, paulabrennaneducation.com forward slash workshops and you'll be able to see when we might be coming to an area near you. All right, my friend, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I loved. Speaking with Lisette, I just think she's just such a beautiful soul. So thank you Lisette again <laughs> and I'll look forward to bringing you the next episode very soon. All right, take care friends.
1: So can take my i put on a tight. Show.